guys don't really care about weddings. And like, I just, I need you to know that. And I think that goes <laughs> for probably every man on the face of the earth. It's not that we don't want to get married. It's just the wedding process itself. Like, and even the way we talk about like, talk about marriage and, and a wedding is just not the same excitement as a woman. Agree? Because she overheard her fiance talking about their upcoming wedding and she's really disturbed by the way he described it. Is this just guys being guys or is this an actual red flag? You can decide today on the show. Welcome. Hi, my name's Kramer and I am proud to admit that I am a mama's boy. You're not just any mama's boy. You're a certified mama's boy. And this is the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. Hello. Yes, this is our little podcast over here that we've created now for over three years. It's called Certified Mama's Boy. And in case you're new, welcome. We have, well, some of y'all been here for now, damn, almost 750 episodes, which is crazy. Uh, we, uh, but if you're brand new, this podcast has three principles. It's live, laugh, love your mom. That means we live our lives out loud. We laugh a lot. And we love my mom, my co-host, Nancy Yancey. Hi, mom. Hi, honey. Wait, so what did you have written down on your calendar? <laughs> so, you know, we were talking a year or so ago about how I put random things on my calendar. Um, and for June 15th, I had written, written a year ago, Stephen stated on the podcast that he had an interesting feeling his life was going to significantly change in the next year. Well, damn. <laughs> <laughs> Man, this throws off my whole thing about feeling like I have psychic intuitions. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't remember saying that, but I, I guess I I can believe it. Um, maybe it was hopeful thinking. I don't know. Um, wishful thinking. Yeah, wishful thinking. I don't. Uh, I I don't think anything has changed in the last year. Do you? <laughs> not, not much. I mean, I don't. I can't think of one thing that's any like even one percent different than it was this time last year. I mean, I'm living this. Well, other than Kiki dying. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would say that was pretty significant, but I mean, when it comes to my actual life itself, God, like nothing, literally not, not one, not one thing is this different about my life than it was this time a year ago, <laughs> which kind of makes me sad in a sense. Oh, why? I don't know why. I mean, I guess it's okay because things are going okay right now. Yeah. So I guess it's all right. Better than nothing being different and, and being in a shitty period of your life. Right. But can you think of anything different than it was a year ago? No, I can't. When I saw that, I laughed. I thought, yeah, I wonder I what he was thinking when he said that. I don't know. I, I wish somebody, if somebody's really, really, really bored and you want to scroll back <laughs> to last year's episode and listen to what in the world that I was talking about, I have no clue mm. what that's even about. But I'm here to report a year later. I wish I could go back and tell my myself a year ago. Literally nothing will be changed. You got a little bit more gray hair in your beard. But other than that, <laughs> you're exactly the same human minus a dog. And you were, <laughs> you were this time a year ago. That's funny. <laughs> Uh, I want to ask your opinion on this because this is a story that is passed around this time almost every year. And it has to do with Father's Day. Father's Day is coming up on Sunday, by the way. And typically, I mean, I've been doing radio for 20 years now. And I'm, it seems like every year we call my dad around uh, Father's Day. Mm -hmm. And we always ask him about 
like what's like the the most annoying thing or the, mo- the most frustrating part about me as a kid. Mm-hmm. And my dad always tells this one story. <laughs> and it's funny because if you're listening to Kramer and Jess Uncensored uh, this week, then you know you've heard Jimmy Mack on that podcast talking about this grass cutting story. And what's so funny about this is that my uh, Jess literally predicted, she was like, I guarantee you, your dad's going to tell the story. We, we had Jess's dad on first. He was talking about how she was in this really abusive relationship and he was like trying to like save her from it and like, et cetera, oh. et cetera. It's so bad. And like they were, the whole family was like turned upside down because of it. Hmm. And then my dad comes on and is like, well, Stephen cut the grass here. If you didn't, didn't uh, <laughs> listen to Kramer and Jess <laughs> uncensored, let me get Jimmy Mack on from, from that podcast. <laughs> So we're doing a Father's Day edition of uh, of our Uncensored podcast, and we're calling our dads to ask two questions. And we'll start with question number one. And you, by the way, you're following uh, you're following quite the show after Jess's dad uh, just went in some really heavy stuff. Okay, here's here's question number one, which is what was the hardest? Either it can be time. It could be time period or or like the most annoying moment raising yeah, Steven. Yeah. Difficult moments of raising me and that could be at any point in my whole entire life so far. What's the first thing that comes to your mind? Well, I got so much material, uh, <laughs> that's what I worry about. But it's the same thing I always say, Steven, so I, uh <laughs> It's it's not, the time I'm driving, huh? Not no, the, not the, not. Let the, him <laughs> let him talk. Let him talk. Please continue. I'm sorry. Thank you, mm-hmm. thank you. Uh, as I was driving down the street back to my house, and I could see the house. I could see Stephen uh, with the lawnmower out in the front yard. Mm-hmm. I saw that he had a radio thing in his ear, and I saw him sort of jiving. You know, most people walk when they cut. He was jiving. Yeah. <laughs> And as I got closer, I noticed my whole yard had been cut to the ground, had been <laughs> all the way to the ground. Just and ruined. he was just, it just, yeah, exactly. In the heat of the summer. Yeah. And when I got home, I realized we always do that at the end of the previous year. And you're supposed to then raise it up before you start cutting. <laughs> yeah. so, so the grass can regrow, right? Uh, yeah. For those who've never heard yeah. this story before, uh, this is a pretty consistent theme for those who have followed my career for 20 years now. Um, it took me years to get over that. It took me years. <laughs> Dang. Are, are you still, I don't, I, I don't know if you're still over it or not. I don't know if you've really ever officially no, gotten not. over it. Yeah. No, I'm, I mean, it's still vivid in my mind. As soon as you said that, I said, oh my God, yes. don't bring this back up. Yeah. Honestly, though, out of all the things that we've been, though, you think that was the hardest, honestly, the hardest thing, even if it could have been like a time period, but like that's the day that's, that screamed the loudest of like, that's what's going to come forward to you is like, that was the hardest part about being, being the dad. Uh, oh, the hardest thing. Well, you know, you know, I, I guess the girl sneaking in the basement wasn't that big a deal. I guess I yeah. like, oh, that that didn't. Let's see. Uh, yeah, yeah. There was that. Uh, all those times I had to bring your equipment to your uh, your gig. Your uh, your uh, what? What you called yourself? DJ, I DJ guess you gigs. were DJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah DJ. DJ yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, drive across town in heavy traffic because you forgot to get your cord or this or that. So, I guess that's not a big deal. It's Here's, almost uh, it's almost like the lawn thing kind of set the st- the tone of the disrespect. <laughs> oh yeah. That well, well, it happened several times. I mean, on top of that, I was paying fifty dollars to cut my grass <laughs> back in which, the, what thirty forty years, which is so insane to me. <laughs> I still don't understand to this day how he got yeah. you to pay him fifty dollars. One for chores that he should have just done, and two to ruin your lawn yeah. like that. 
to yeah, play. I didn't want to argue with him anymore, and and I thought I had to give him some money. Yeah. So the way I would do it is he'd have to feel like he earned it, you know, by doing something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, get up, at, you know, get out of the basement and do something. <laughs> do you remember that day, Mom? <laughs> yes, I do. You, you remember? Was it was it as dramatic as as he tells the story? Well, not to me. Yeah. You know. <laughs> like, when do you remember about this time period? I really want to like set the record straight. Like maybe this wasn't as bad as, as Jimmy Mack was trying to to make it seem. I just remember that he was so frustrated, like he just couldn't believe it. But he was so meticulous about that yard. He's always yeah. been meticulous about the yard. Right. It's always been such a big deal to him. And he just could not believe that you were running around on that mower. <laughs> With the blade pulled up, listening to your music and just kind of, you know, moving to the music, riding along. <laughs> destroying his, uh, destroying his grass. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I, is that, is that him in the background? Uh-huh. What, what'd he say? What did you say, honey? The motor, it was, the, it was pulled down. The blade was pulled down. All the <laughs> He's still talking about it. <laughs> like literally still talking about Correcting it. Correcting me. The blade He's was still, pulled down. Yeah. So the yard was scalped. Yeah, yeah. so the, the grass had all you know, grown up for the season. I just went there, basically destroyed it. Um, I was like, but that's, oh, I swear, woe is me. Every every Father's Day, uh, that is the story that is somehow somehow told on some medium. I don't know if it's the radio, if it's a podcast, but uh, it's the grass cutting story that just will never seem to die for my life. Well, you know, you should be grateful that nothing traumatic. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you listen to the episode, if you listen to the episode, like, like go listen to Jess. Comp- I mean, I'm not saying, not that like Jess is like nothing wrong with it, but like she yeah. went through a really hard period with her family. And right. like, I'm like, the worst thing that I did was cut the grass <laughs> the wrong way. That's exactly right. You have led a charmed life. Thank you very much. And that's what I, and and, and, mm-hmm. and I think any parent would be thankful to have me as a child. What's no really funny for me to think about, about it. It's funny for me to think because, okay, so let's say that was probably, I was probably somewhere in high school. So let's just say the year 2000, right? So 23 yeah. years ago. Yeah. Dad is now what? 75. Uh-huh. Okay, so 75 minus 23 would be 53. Uh-huh. Is that right? Uh-huh. 75 minus, what did I say, 23? Uh-huh. Two. Uh, 75. So we 52, right? Uh-huh. Um, so not too much older than me. <laughs> like a little years. bit older than me. But not like not like terribly older than me. Now that I'm in my 40s, like I don't uh-huh. think it's too terribly older than me. <laughs> And I'm like that. Now that's weird to put that in perspective because I don't have a yard period to even cut. So I think I retire from cutting the grass after that story. It still haunts me, literally to this day. Mom, if I had asked you that same question, what do you what do you think out of everything of, uh, of my of my life mm-hmm. uh, up to up to now? What do you think the most difficult either day, moment, or even phase of my life was the most difficult for you when it came to to being my mom? Um, when you were getting ready to graduate from high school and did not want to go to college. And why? You just wanted to go into radio and you didn't think that you needed to agree to do so. And how right was I, by the way? You have a broadcasting degree. I mean, yeah, but like, do you think one time anyone's asked to see my broadcasting credentials? No, but you learned... (laughs) You learn from that education. Not one time, by the way. And just so you know this about radio, nobody ever is like, where'd you go to school? Like, I don't think I've ever, I mean, it's on my resume, but never once has somebody been like, so tell me about what you learned in, in Georgia Southern University about your, about radio. You know, it's just not. Yeah. But in the beginning, they were looking at that. Yeah. Not now. 
I mean, I don't even know that that's even true. I think <laughs> I just had to have a- you've had an opportunity to prove yourself. I don't know that anyone really cares, but anyway, it doesn't matter. Four years wasted, it's fine. No, I was very happy that you decided. I was no, it was not wasted. You had a great experience, and you got to run the school radio show and get that experience. You got that job in Savannah that I hated the drive. Yeah, um, but that was a great experience for you. And neither of those things, you met Miguel. It's true. None of those things would have happened had you not gone to school. So what do you say was the best part, the proudest you've been, you think, of me as my mom? And I know this has nothing to do with with Father's Day whatsoever, but I'm kind of curious of your answer on that, too. Um, I was proud of you the summer that you lost 38 pounds to play the part of Danny Zuko. That's so specific. Was it actually 38 pounds? Mm -hmm. I don't remember being 38 pounds. but Mm -hmm. You were told a year before. During during that production, Miss Beverly yeah. told you that you were going to play Danny Zuko, and you were flipped out. You were like, "No way!" And she said, "Yes, you are." <laughs> Isn't <laughs> you it sad? Are going all, to be Danny Zuko. With all that I've accomplished, both of my parents want to refer back. And if you listen to, to the Kramer just uncensored, my dad brings that part up too. Like that's out of everything I've accomplished, I've raised hundreds and thousands, maybe millions of dollars. <laughs> At this point, uh, for for charities, uh, I have you know uh, sent. Of I don't you personally just you. <laughs> countless letters. <Yeah. laughs> but the most proud my parents have ever been of me is when I was Danny Zuko in my high <laughs> school production. Letters to the troops. No, I'll tell you another one. Oh, there's a lot of them. I'll tell you another one. Was when um, you helped to w- build that playground for that family that lost their dad. There we go. See, that's better. That was so endearing to me. I will never forget that day. I was so blessed to be able to be there during that time and to witness that. That's right. You were there. And how sweet you were with those little children. (laughs) Yeah, they were excited. The story there, in case you don't know, Mm. was I, um, there's a family in, in San Diego who's, uh, father was killed in a road ra- a road rage incident, and he had started working on the backyard right before he died for his kids, and so he wasn't able to finish the project. So we had actually teamed up with a couple of different organizations uh, or I guess companies to go and put in astroturf because I think that's what it was. His kids had like really bad grass allergies, that's right? And so they couldn't. Um, they couldn't play outside, and so he wanted to put in astroturf in the backyard. But like, like literally, white when he started and like ripped all the grass out uh, is when he was he. Uh, I think he was shot in a road rage <laughs> accident. Right. accident. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so it was uh, it really sad that obviously these kids didn't have it. So we worked with a astroturf company, and mm-hmm. we were able to um, work with a playground company, mm-hmm. and we were able to. Um, give give his family the backyard that he kind of i guess pictured having so that was actually that was a really cool moment so that's a lot of stories I man i'll tell you like so it's the one thing i hate right times. now that our staff isn't big enough to do any of this feel good stuff anymore uh, yeah. it makes me so sad because mm-hmm. we were really it's one of my favorite things about radio is mm-hmm. like being able to do like really cool projects that like we just cannot pull off and i love our, how you love dogs rescue dogs how you yeah. donate time to the humane society yep. i love a lot of things about See, you look at that. Look at that. 
Hmm. Look at that. Yeah, I've been very not that proud bad of, of you. Not that bad of a child now, am I? I was very proud of you when you graduated from college that you didn't want to go to magnum cum laude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, thank yes. you. Thank you. I mean, most important thing, I want you, everyone to notice, the first thing she said mm-hmm. was Danny Zuko in my high school production of no, Greece. No, not <laughs> Danny Zuko, but that you had, you lost 38 pounds in a year to play that role. That's what impressed me, your determination to do that role and how well you did it. Never give up. Mm -mm, Jimmy Mack style, y'all. Jimmy Mack style. Amazing. Let me go over this list because maybe we can kind of break some of these down. They came out with a uh, the workplace jargon that's most likely to annoy your coworkers, and they said that these are the top five most confusing jargon in the U.S. Number five, run it up the flagpole. What does that mean? Oh, that like, means run up the flag. <laughs> like, oh. like, 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 let me run this up the flagpole. Like, why do we say that? I don't know. I hate that. N- number four is move the needle. Let's see if this will actually move mm-hmm. the needle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Another mm-hmm. kind of confusing and annoying Do jargon that we use. people still say that stuff? I mean, we say it in radio, and I guess oh, we don't – I don't know why? if it's – Because, like, moving the needle means, like, I guess for in, for our term, it means, like, moving – see if it's going to move the ratings, the ratings, right? Yeah. Right. But I don't know if – I don't know how other people use that. Number three is uh, a ducks – have our ducks in a row. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. <laughs> where did Like, where did that one come from? I have no having idea your ducks in a row. Any like of why, those came from? Like, why in the world would mm-hmm. anybody choose ducks in a row? Mm-hmm. Let, let me see if I can find the background of this this uh, this phrase. Um, <laughs> Get okay. your ducks so, in a row. So it says, "Real ducklings, of course, walk in a line behind their parents." Mm. And the expression ducks, it certainly brings to mind that image, but nobody really has so there's a number of theories behind the origins of the expression, but nobody has like the actual main reason of why mm-hmm. we say ducks in a row but i mean I'll, all these by the way i use on a normal basis or at least here in my in my workplace number two is herding cats mm-hmm. it's kind of like herding cats mm-hmm. and then number one i know i've heard it before but i don't use it all the time they said this is the most confusing jargon that we use mm-hmm. in business in mm-hmm. the u.s is uh a bo- boiling the ocean boiling the ocean i've never heard that I know I've heard it before, which I think means trying to do too much at once. Mm. We don't need to try to boil the ocean, if that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. uh, it means to undertake an impossible task mm. or making tasks unnecessarily difficult. So mm-hmm. uh, if any of these, I'm sure anyone that works in corporate America, you just cringed during this segment. And that was the point of it because mm-hmm. these are way overused. <laughs> don't do it. Mm. And now we'll get to our quote for today. Mom. Okay. It's from Rumi. Don't move the way fear makes you move. So, <laughs> did you have to think about that one? Or did you did you pass away, no, Mom? That was no, a very no. long, <laughs> no, no, no. very no, long no, pause. No. But all right, I love Rumi so much. Anyway, um, you know, fear paralyzes us. Yeah, I mean, it, it it more often than not causes us not to move. But, you know, I think what he's saying is don't move that way because you're fearful, fearful of it. Like, don't stay stuck, in other words, because you're fearful of moving out of a situation. Um, you know, it's safer. To, it's safer. It feels safer 
to just not rock the boat and just stay where you are because you're too afraid to do otherwise. Well, I wonder too, I wonder how many of us have made, what decisions in our life have been made basically out of fear. Hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. how many decisions in your life have you made out of fear or, or decisions have you not made out of fear? Right. Like I, I wonder, it's just, I was thinking about this the other day. I wonder what I would have done mm-hmm. in Cal, if I lived in California, if I wasn't worried about paying my bills. Mm-hmm. Like, would I have taken this job? I mean, I think so. I think I would have. There were so many things that lined up that kind of like what I was looking for my next radio gig for sure. Right. But like, if I wasn't scared, mm-hmm. it's so funny. Like, we, we talk about this a lot too about like, you know, it's always, it's, it's, it's so much better to take a job when you have a job than versus right. when you don't have a job because you look at things totally different, right? Mm-hmm. Like, would I have stayed married as long as I did if I wasn't scared? Mm-hmm. I mean, no, I don't, I don't, I don't think, think so. so. Mm-hmm. I think there'd been enough things for me to say like, this is not, this is not it, you know, mm-hmm. I would assume but at least. Out, but to move out of that was very scary. Yeah. You know, it's a big, it's a big move to, you know, leave a relationship. Yeah. No, you it's know? really, I mean, it's mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely uh very, very, um, that's what I'm saying. So how many decisions in your life have you, mm-hmm. have you not made or have you made mm-hmm. because of fear? Right. And that's pretty terrifying if you think about it. Oh, yeah. If we're doing all these things because we're scared or because we're not, you know, because, you know. Because what, we don't have the courage. Right. Then to do really what our intuition or our hearts are telling us to do. Now, hang on. Let me Let me back that up. So. Let's take a um, a spiritual, depending on what your spirituality is. Look at that. I mean, mm-hmm. wouldn't you say though? This is like this is the start. This is like the stuff that keeps you up at night. What mm-hmm. if, if you're saying if you're saying God or the universe or everything has a you know everything happens for a reason or mm-hmm. uh, yeah whatever whatever right? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that kind of combat that feeling then or that idea? I don't understand what you're saying. Well, like if God, it, it, we'll take we'll take the religion, the Christian religion of God, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. If if God has a big a big master plan, we just don't know what it is, or everything is predetermined, or whatever, right? <laughs> whatever, whatever you want to say. Like if you if you think there's some some a higher power calling you, mm-hmm. um, then it, it, there wouldn't there wouldn't really be like decisions made out of fear or not made because of fear, correct? Well, I think that if you turn them over to God and and you ask God for guidance, that God does give you guidance and gives you the courage to move out of those fearful places. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Uh, that's I'm, what I, I believe. I, 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 if I had the answers, we'd be making a lot more money off this podcast, Mom. Okay. <laughs> if you Until, had the answers, we wouldn't be on this podcast. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Just know that'll be the last episode of Certified Mama's Boys when I, I figure life out. So That's until right. then, we're going to just keep on pressing record, I guess. 
today's podcast is brought to you by the Paired app. Anyone that's in a relationship, I highly recommend you download the Paired app and give it a shot in your relationship and see how it affects you guys. Even if you just try out the week and see, you know, we, we have a free trial of this app and it's for anyone that's in a relationship. So how the Paired app works, if you've never heard of this before, is we uh, you download the app, your partner downloads the app, and then uh, you pair them together. And every day they send you questions and quizzes and games to have fun and stay connected and deepen the conversations between the two of you, right? And we, you know, from anything from uh, the questions, like, for example, maybe it's like, what makes you feel lucky that you're, uh, makes you feel lucky in your relationship? Or what's something you admire the most about your partner? A question like that. And what makes it fun is that they can't see your answers until you answer it or or until they answer it too. So you guys are kind of like, it's kind of like an Airbnb review where neither you can see the other person what they said until like they actually send it. So. Uh, but it's it's fun. They, they, the games with uh, romantic gestures or maybe going on vacations, one of their couples games. Also, quizzes such as knowing yourself and emotional intelligence. It's a great way for you to connect with your partner every single day. So whether you've been on a few dates or you have been together for a long time, do me a favor and try this. Lighten the mood and have fun with your partner using Paired. Go to Paired.com slash Kramer to get a seven-day free trial, then 25% off if you sign up for a subscription. It's P-A-I-R-E-D.com to sign up today and connect with your partner every day. A happy, uh, using paired, a happier relationship starts here. And again, if, even if you just type it into your browser and if you're, you know, download the free trial, that'd be great. Even if you just learn more about it, we still get credit for you going to the website. So if you want to help the podcast, that'd be great. Also, today's podcast is brought to you by our friends at AG1. AG1 is a powder that I drink on the morning. That's a morning routine now is what this thing is. AG1. Mom, actually, you want to talk about your experience with AG1? Sure. We talk about mine a lot. Uh, but Sure. Tell us about your journey, your AG1 experience. Okay. I use AG1 every morning. I put a scoop in my smoothie. Um, my protein powder and I use Bub's MCT powder and I use the AG1 and um, a probiotic fiber mix. And I put that in there with some coconut milk and some uh, fruit. And it's delicious. And I am so charged for the day. I feel like I have started my day off right um, by having by having had the AG1 in the morning. And I replaced several of, or I stopped ordering additional vitamin supplements because there are so many of them already in the AG1 powder yeah. that I really saved money. I mean, I, I made money by using AG1 based on the supplements that I could discontinue using. It really, yeah, it's it's a great, it's like all encompassing type of thing. You can just take, drink it with with a glass of water, and like it's done. So to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash Kramer. It's athleticgreens.com slash Kramer. And uh, you can get uh, your that, that did uh, that little bonuses by joining or you know by subscribing, and uh, you can take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Certified fans, thank you so much for your support. Really appreciate you guys, man. Like this, this show literally is fan supported. I mean, the majority of how this show is 
produced is all because of people like you. So it's think of us as PBS, but as a podcast and not as well produced. Uh, so <laughs> if you like this podcast, we do need three people this month. I know it's the 15th. We're halfway through and we have nobody. So if you want to subscribe, uh, summer months always get real quiet around here. So if you, uh, you're like, Hey, listen, I love this podcast. I want to keep it, you know, keep it being produced. I do just a, a fair warning. I do think we're going to see some changes come to the podcast in uh, July because we just can't afford to do this anymore. And I hate that that but i just there's no other way around it so uh we'll mm-hmm. talk more about that in july but uh if you want to support our show like maybe maybe a miracle will come through over the next couple <laughs> of days you can text the word fans f-a-n-s to 888 kramer 8 fans to 888 kramer 8 and uh yeah that'd be awesome because we could uh we could use your support we you get a, a perks one of the perks of course being that you become a certified uh you get a show uh, edit, uh dedicated to you and when we don't have somebody new we do like to go back and thank somebody that's been here some of y'all been here now for over three years which mm. is like cuckoo crazy if you ask me so uh, nice today's certified fans number 309 309 and so today's episode is dedicated to anna l anna l L is all the way in san diego california anna's been with us since september of uh 2020 and we are very thankful for you anna this is listen i get it you have uh, things are tight. Inflation, even though it's coming down, things have been a little tight recently. <laughs> and you've been supporting us now for almost three years. Mm-hmm. So, like Anna, without you, this podcast would not exist. So, but with you and the other hundreds of certified fans all over the country, thank you for your support. This episode is dedicated to you, Anna, and let's give Anna a whoop whoop, mom. Whoop whoop to Anna L from California. We're so grateful. Thanks for hanging in there with us. And if you want to support the show, text the word FANS, F-A-N-S, to 888-Kramer8. Okay, let's do Ask My Mom. This is in our, uh, our advice segment we do on Tuesdays and Thursdays. If you ever find yourself uh, in a dilemma and you want it to be talked out by a real-life mom, also you get uh, discussed by your podcast family. Hopefully we can give you some good advice and we always love to hear all these things turn out, so keep us posted. You can go to certifiedmamasboy.com, click on the icon, the contact us button at the top right, and submit your story. And then we, as your podcast family, will give you some advice, and my mom will as well. So, mom, what's happening today? Dear Mama Nancy, I can't wait to be married. It's so exciting. In fact, it's my dream come true. I've been waiting for my wedding since I was a little girl. But now I'm not so sure I'm marrying the right guy. Last weekend, my fiancé and I went out with friends. They asked, and I told them all about the wedding, and then asked if we were excited. I immediately jumped in and told them how amazing it would be and how it was like Cinderella finding Prince Charming. Then somebody asked him, What do you think? Are you as excited as she is? And you know what he said? He said, yeah, it'll be fine. I mean, she's good enough, right? I was crushed. So I asked him about it later, and he blew it off. He said he just said he was joking, and it's no big deal. But I can't help but think he's just settling for me because he can't find someone else. Prince Charming shouldn't just say, yeah, Cinderella, she's okay. I feel like this is... This is all wrong. Shouldn't he be as excited as I am? And even if he's not, he shouldn't talk about me this way, right? I deserve better. Oh, well, 
you know, as a general rule, I think guys do not get as excited in the same way. I was just about to say that. As we girls do about getting married. So it could be, and I don't know this guy, I don't know you, I always wish I knew a hundred more things about all of these situations. But, um, you know, I think that could be forgiven. I, I think that, you know, maybe you should just take it that, you know, he's just a guy and he's just not that excited about it. But if you have a red flag that he's not excited about marrying you, I think that's something different. I think if there are other things that have come up that are giving you red flags, then maybe you ought to take some time and look at it. Um, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, I just I think I, I, it's, it's on our, actually on our schedule to talk about on Thursday's radio show mm-hmm. is like uh, talking just about like Jess versus Gerald when it comes to their wedding and mm-hmm. like I just I you can't women you can't expect us to be as excited about the wedding as you are. I don't think, Mm. um, I just don't think that guys really, we just don't get that excited about weddings. Like I don't, I don't remember being like really excited about the wedding. Um, Mm. I just kind of remember being like, cool. Like, and I, I, I remember you not being excited about the actual wedding. Yeah. Be told. Yeah, I didn't really, I don't know. I just don't, I don't, guys, just, just so you know, we don't sit around and like talk about our dream wedding or how excited we are. It's just not <laughs> what we do. fantasize about it. Yeah. Like if he's out, I mean, I don't see this as a red flag, you mm-hmm. know, like, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I, it's, I, I wouldn't scream red flag over this, but if there are more <laughs> things going on than possibly, but this alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Guys just don't just, and we kind of downplay it too because I don't think it's I don't think it's cool for guys to say we're so excited about <laughs> our wedding. Like I think it, it's like it's like almost like like the male culture to almost downplay it as well. That mm-hmm. makes sense, you know? Yeah, I can't wait to marry the woman of my dreams. Yeah, I've waited uh, my entire life for her, and she's so perfect in every way. And we're going to have a beautiful life together. Yeah, we're just that's we're just what we all want to hear. That is not what you're <laughs> going to hear. We'll tell you that in private. In public, probably not. Mm-hmm. Mom, you see it as a red flag? Not really. No. no, I don't really either. But you can call us and tell us and see what you think. And I just think you just have to kind of lower the expectation. But yeah, I think you can't tell them, like, hey, listen, I didn't appreciate that because yeah. I am putting a lot of work in this. It doesn't mean a lot to me. So, right. like, you know, I need you to show some more excitement about yeah, this. It hurt or, my feelings. It hurt my feelings. Mm-hmm. I, think that's fine. I think it's fine. It hurts your feelings. Right. That's fine. Yes, that's right. I don't think that it's a red flag, though. But what do you think? When you hear this, do you agree? 888-Kramer8. Call us. Text us. Get in touch. Yeah. All right, Mom. That's going to do it for you today. I love you. Okay, honey. Love you forever. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, we got nothing else to say for today. That's about it. So thank you for joining the show. I really appreciate it. Tomorrow, Jimmy Max is going to be on, and uh, I'm going to go to attempt to get him to not share the story about cutting the grass on tomorrow's show. But I have a feeling, because for some reason now, for 20 years, it seems like he has uh, brought that story up some way, somehow. So, all right, love you. We'll do it again tomorrow. Okay, that's it for today. Thanks for listening to my son's podcast, Certified Mama's Boy. Be sure to review and subscribe and tell your friends. Love you forever.